Welcome to Ring Chronicles. I'm Lance Vaughn, and I'm here with Glenn Ritchie. Uh, hey. What's going on? Uh, so, yeah, uh, this is the first episode of the podcast. Uh, we uh, we kind of got this started by uh, uh, when I shared a, a video of, uh, it was a compilation video that somebody had put together of uh, the WWE unveiling new championship titles or new belts, and it was the same belt over and over. It was pretty funny. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty funny, but that kind of got us talking about uh, championship titles, championship lineages, and things like that. Uh, so here we are about three or four weeks later. Right, right. <laughs> um, maybe we should do a quick introduction about sure who we are and all that. Yeah, yeah, go for it. All right, well, I'm Glenn Ritchie, as he said, and uh, basically I am a um, mega fan, a super fan, whatever you want to call it. We're a couple of marks. Uh, yeah, we're marks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been a fan since um, as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. One of my earliest childhood memories was the Undertaker putting the Ultimate Warrior in an airtight casket and suffocating him. Nice. Uh, I grew yeah. up with wrestling. Oh yeah. Um, um, I've also worked in the business a little bit on the local, regional indie scene for a couple different organizations. Mm-hmm. Um. I was mostly an announcer. I also did work as a uh, manager, as a uh, kayfabe um, general manager, owner slash owner. Uh, I did the music for the guys. Um, I did just about everything besides referee and wrestle. So that's pretty much my history with the business. You did take a chair shot, though, right? Uh, that was in my backyard wrestling. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We, <laughs> I didn't know we were going to get into that. Okay. I yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonna... And that was another. That was another thing that I did. I had a character called the Idol. Yeah. And I was a backyard wrestler, and I got hit in the head of the steel chair. All right. Um, at least once. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, my back is probably destroyed from that um it was it was pretty pretty dumb yeah <laughs> all right so uh so yeah um i'm uh i'm not anywhere near a biggest fan as glenn and i don't claim to be that, that would be disrespectful um i'll tell you how i got started watching wrestling I'm, I'm a bandwagon jumper i admit but i never stopped watching after that and I'll, I'll tell you, the very first episode I ever saw of any wrestling show was the Bang 316 episode of Raw. Dang. So That's I, a good one. I had no chance of not being a wrestling fan after watching that. Yeah. That I, was it. That was the They hook. fucking hooked me right there. <laughs> I mean, it was – I had no chance. Uh So, yeah, that's uh that's how I got started uh watching wrestling. And, uh, and I became a Mark like Glenn and some of our other friends who may come on – to the show later. Um, but, yeah, uh, pretty good introductions. But Yeah, um, and just for the record, uh, this, this show is not kid-friendly. So, um, <laughs> um, you know, we've already had an F-bomb drop. So, yeah. um, hide your kids. Yep. Uh, all right, so let's get started. Uh, how, how about you tell us why championship lineages are important? Well, Lance, championship lineages are important. Because wrestling is important. That's right. Um, Wrestling is important because there are men and women that travel the entire globe putting their bodies and lives on the line Mm -hmm. every single day for our entertainment. 
Um, there are people that make a living off of this business. There's fans whose um, lives are brightened by this business. You know, think about all the Make-A-Wish kids um, that, you know, they could have asked for anything, mm-hmm. and they asked for, you know, John Cena or Hulk Hogan or right. whatever. Right. Um, so uh, wrestling's important. I mean, it ranks up there um, as one of the most important things in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, shoot, it, it trumps a lot of things that it probably shouldn't. Um, so... You know, I don't mean to get all, uh, it's still real to me, damn it, on everybody. But uh, that's, I mean, when I grew up, I I thought it was real. Right. You know, back then it was still kayfabe. And, um, you know, and um, now now I know, actually, knowing what I know about the business now, it's it's even more real to me, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. I mean, when was the last time you saw someone to get their eye punched out uh, in a basketball match or, um, <laughs> you know, got thrown off of a 40-foot, you know, s- scaffold or something, right. you know, in a, uh, you know, golf game. Right. You know, so it's, 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 wrestling's important. Okay, so one of the things about championships that I often hear, one of the criticisms about championships is some people say that they don't matter as much as people think they do. Um, I, I really disagree with that. Okay. Um, almost all of the greatest main event matches in wrestling history have involved um, a championship, the majority of them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, imagine a WrestleMania main event that didn't have a world title or a heavyweight, you know, world-level right. title. It sells Universal, tickets. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it yeah. sells tickets. It, yeah. Uh, it looks good uh, around the person's waist. If it's a good-looking title, that well, is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, there's been some bad ones. There's been some bad ones, yeah. and there's been some great ones. Um, and the lineages are important because those bring prestige to the title. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the main things that I really think the WWE miss, missed the mark on was when they developed this new world title that Seth Rollins currently has. Uh, it looks like the big gold belt, but it's mm-hmm. not. It doesn't carry the lineage of the World Heavyweight Championship from mm-hmm. 2002 to 2013. Um, that that was a mistake, you know, mm-hmm. because if you would have kept that lineage, you could say that that title had a lineage going back to 1905 with George Hackenschmidt. right. And they missed the mark. They created a new world title. There's three of them. Well, four uh, of them. And because you got the um, the universal title, the, the WWE title, the undisputed, you know, yada, yada, yada title mm-hmm. uh, they came out with. And now they got Seth Rollins' belt. I mean, they got four of these boogers around. And it, it, it just, they could have done something more with it. Okay, so the lineages are also um, capable of being damaged. And that's another reason why they're important. We must protect the lineage. Mm-hmm. Uh, think uh, We're probably going to do an entire show on, like, bad champions at some point. 
Are you talking about David Arquette? Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was that's coming to mind, but also Vince McMahon, who won both the WWE title yep. and the ECW title and the new ECW. Mm-hmm. So um, the thing about um, about that, about David Arquette, uh, much respect to the guy because he later like went back mm-hmm. into wrestling and like. Fall uh, that Nick Gage guy, the uh, you know the guy, the mm. deathmatch dude or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know had his great indie career. Was in the PWI 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, much respect to David Arquette. So nothing mm. I'm saying now is meant to to disrespect David Arquette as a person. He donated right. his earnings to like uh, the families of like I think Brian Pillman and Owen Hart or something like that. Right. Uh, if I remember correctly. Um, no, no disrespect to David Arquette as a person. I have the utmost respect for him. But that was an abomination. Mm-hmm. And people brought up how David Arquette had the title that dated back, had, had, the, had the, the, one of the clearest claims to dating back mm-hmm. to 1905 out of all belts. Right. Uh, it it was probably I mean obviously the NWA title has maybe the the, the most direct lineage to 1905 mm-hmm. the, the original uh, World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship, mm-hmm. but the WCW title had more prestige and it also shared that lineage. And then David Arquette won that belt. <laughs> It, and and Vince McMahon winning the WWE title was bad too, but at least Vince McMahon was um, like the biggest heel in the company at the time. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of understood it a little bit more uh, than I did the David Arquette situation. Yeah. But yeah, but there's other uh, blemishes mm-hmm. on sure. this on the lineage besides just those two. Um, so. Um, Lineages are important because we have to protect them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I'm an AWA, uh, not AWA, uh, AEW critic, um, they've done a pretty good job of protecting their lineage, even though it's a new title. Right. Um, they've they've given it to like top guys mm-hmm. uh, that you know, brought prestige to the title. Right. Uh, they didn't have Tony Khan win the title. <laughs> right. They didn't pick some celebrity off the street to win mm-hmm. the title. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's been none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody that they've uh, pushed to win that title, I, I, I can't say was a, 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 any of them were like a bad decision. Right. Um, so... Even and they though, started it off very well with Chris Jericho. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, that's the best guy you could have have kick off that title. Yeah, that guy beat Steve Austin in The Rock. Right, and he put two belts together. Right. So, um, you know, speaking of wrestling lineages, mm-hmm. you know, that was a major event in wrestling lineages yep. when Chris Jericho did that, and then he goes to AEW. He, you know, um, and that's what happened. Right. So, um, yeah, it was um, it was a big deal. Uh, with Jericho, like you said, being the first one, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I, I'll admit, I, I I'm not as up to date on AEW as, as I am on the WWE. I'm primarily a WWE fan, uh, but I respect what they've done with the belt. Now, some of the other stuff, uh, not so much, but we won't go into that right now. Um, 
<laughs> There's a lot of stuff there that I could talk about. Right. Um. So yeah, I wrestling lineages in the past were um really big deals. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had champions that um defended the titles. You know, uh, for example, uh, Bruno San Martino. Okay. Um, you know, he, he's been brought up a lot lately because of Roman Reigns and mm-hmm. how long he's held, um, you know, the championship in the right. WWE. And um, he gets compared to, like, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan and Bob Backlund uh-huh. and Bruno San Martino and all that. The thing is, um, Bruno San Martino defended the belt all the freaking time. Okay. It's a different – it was a different world back then. It was like a weekly defense? I, I would say more than that. Oh, wow. Um, if, wow. If, if my memory serves correctly. I, I don't know how often, but it was it was frequent. I wow. mean, um, it wasn't like he, like Roman Reigns defending the belt once every – average every three months or whatever. Yep. Uh, but with that being said, even though Roman's um, – Championship reign isn't, in my view, as prestigious as Bruno San Martino's reign was. I watched Roman Reigns defend the Universal mm-hmm. title against Finn Balor in person. Right. I felt like I was a part mm-hmm. of history by watching this match. I was hoping to God that Finn Balor <laughs> would win the match only mm-hmm. because I wanted to witness a title change. Right. It didn't happen. Right. Roman Reigns kept the belt. He right. still has it. Right. That was years ago that I saw that mm-hmm. match. Um, but that match was the thing that I remember the most mm-hmm. from that SmackDown event. Right. And it's still the thing that sticks with me to this day mm-hmm. whenever people talk about Roman Reigns' historic reign. Right. I saw the match mm-hmm. that that he defended the bell against Finn Balor. So, I I know I went all over the place with my answer, mm-hmm. but I think this is the most important question. Why is mm-hmm. this shit important? Right. And um, I, I feel like I've really explained it. You know, that, you know, we've got, um, right now we've got three titles mm-hmm. that can claim heritage to the world Heavyweight Wrestling Championship held by George Hackenschmidt in 1905. Okay, what are those? Uh, the W, uh, you know, the, the whatever you call it, the WWE. Um, well, the WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. It, now it's like the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Okay. If, I, if I got it right, right. Um, but for my, I, I, I don't know how true these rumors are, but I heard rumors that when Roman drops the belt, it's going to just be the WWE championship at that point the wwe championship is the one that has the lineage not the universal title they both maintain their own separate lineages okay right now but doesn't Um, roman reigns currently carry around three different belts yes okay uh, okay what are those belts it's a wwe championship okay which is the one that has the lineage going back to 1905 yeah okay uh the universal Mm -hmm. championship which is new that's something new yeah okay okay new ish okay and yeah, it was invented. No, right. no heritage, no right. lineage, 
Nothing. Just Vince, Vince pulled it out of his ass. Yeah, he just pulled it right out of his ass. Okay. And here's a belt, and right. they cleaned it up real good and mm-hmm. gave it to somebody. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then, um, but but I, okay, the universal title. You had really good champions, um, mm-hmm. the people that held it. You mm-hmm. know, of course, some of them are controversial, like Goldberg or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, you had Kevin Owens. Unfortunately, Finn Balor only held it for like a day. Right. Um, but uh, th- then there's a third belt. Which represents the two belts. Uh, I know it's confusing mm-hmm. as hell. Okay. Uh, but it represents the undisputed uh, WWE Universal Championship. So it represents both belts. So you have a belt or two belts. Yes. And he carries around I don't, three I belts. I don't understand this. It. <laughs> I, I don't like it either, especially I, when I first saw the belt, I thought the belt was a unification title, uh-huh. and they were unifying the Universal Championship uh, with the WWE Championship, mm-hmm. okay? Right. And I'm shortening these. You know, they're technically the WWE you know Heavyweight Championship and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so I just um, want to say that I have not watched WWE regularly since about 2010. So I'm learning things here. Okay. Well, actually, I, I think probably. the WWE Championship <laughs> may be called the WWE Championship. I'd have okay. to look it up for sure to be okay. sure. Um, I didn't do my research th- in the present day. Okay. Um, uh, it, and that's another thing about the WWE title that's confusing. They call it the WWE Championship, but if you look on the belt, it has the t- the word "world" on the belt. Okay. So it's but it's not called the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So they don't even have their shit. You know, straighten up. Sounds like they don't know what they're doing either. <laughs> there, yeah, there's a lot of things that are confusing about it. But the, yeah, there's three belts. There's three belts right now. Okay, the other two belts that claim lineage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one's Impact. Impact okay. is still around. I need you to explain this one. I did not know. Okay, how how does okay? So you're saying the current Impact World Championship. Can be traced back to 1905. Yeah. Okay. Because the NWA was involved with TNA. Right. And that belt has the lineage until the, you know it, it splintered off from the NWA mm-hmm. from Impact and all right, that. Right. Um, but when you know when when Impact was TNA, the right. NWA mm-hmm. you know was belt was the belt, and the Impact titles has splintered off from that belt. Okay. So so when. It, it was called NWA TNA when it first started. So yeah. when they started that, the world championship belt was the NWA world championship. Yeah, yeah. And then when they split off to just TNA and went on their own, what they have right now is what splintered off from that NWA championship. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it's it's confusing. Um, the third title that mm-hmm. can claim a lineage back to 1905 is mm-hmm. obviously the NWA. Well, yeah. yeah. Title. Right. Ten pounds of gold. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah that that belt obviously um, claims a lineage mm-hmm. uh, to then. I mean, it, it always has. Right. Um, which now the NWA is not really a governing body like it used to be. It's like its own indie fed. Right. Um, but those three belts can, can claim a lineage back to 1905. Okay. Um, that's a big deal. It is. Even if you throw in David Arquette, mm-hmm. um, you know and. Stuff like that, you mm-hmm. know. What I mean, it just it's it's a big deal. So, so, so you could draw a line starting at 1905, and then 
it splinters off in three ways. To the WWE, TNA, and then NWA. In the present day. But there's in other the splinterings day. all well, over yeah, the oh, place. Yeah, I, 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 oh, yeah. Get, that, that's a given. But just talking about those three belts, you have a straight line. Yeah, and you have three a straight lines line. coming off that one line. Okay. You have a straight – yeah, it, okay. it, if – if the lineages were, were drawn out like a family tree, like if mm-hmm. you go to the Wikipedia, um, uh, if you look up the World Heavyweight Championship mm-hmm. on Wikipedia, right. there is a brilliant um, um, diagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it doesn't have NWA and TNA on there, mm-hmm. uh, like current day on there. Right. There's things that are not on this mm-hmm. diagram, but it was, it was developed by uh, Triple H Pedigree. Uh, I don't know what his real name is, <laughs> but that's his Wikipedia name. Okay. Um, and, and that's another thing, too, guys. Uh, a lot of my knowledge is just stuff that comes from my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I actually, you know, there was things I did to refresh my knowledge. If I found a source, um, I'm, I'm going I'm to give you the source. Okay. You know, where you can yeah. look it up yourself. Right. Um, and, yes, I did do Wikipedia for a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to be honest with you, it has uh, the biggest, most vast amount of wrestling knowledge that you can mm-hmm. find for free, right? In 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 the world, um, and you know we're not doing a, a NASA launch, mm-hmm. so if, right. if something's a little bit off, that's mm-hmm. okay. Send us an email. Uh, hit us up on social media. Tell us we we're wrong. Yeah, please. Yeah, make it a controversy and and and. and Bring it to our attention. If you're pissed off, let us know you're pissed off. If you think Glenn's a dumbass, say so, and then Glenn will retaliate, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me I'm a dumbass, and, and I'll let you know what I think about you. Um, <laughs> send me a picture so I can roast you. I'll make a lot of assumptions about you and your character and the people you associate with. He'll cut a promo on you. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think something I said is wrong or, mm-hmm. or incorrect or whatever, like, yeah, please let me know. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm going to make mistakes. The more we do this, mm-hmm. the, the the more likely I'm going to make mistakes. So, oh, yeah. all right, let's 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 jump in. Are you ready to jump into this, Lance? I am. Let's go. Okay, so. I want to hear this shit. The uh, World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. Mm-hmm. That was the... Um, First world title, mm-hmm. okay? Um, now, once again, if you go on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. you can find a whole bunch of, uh, of information about the lineages. They cite newspaper articles. Like, I saw a, a, a citation for uh, Jim Londos mm-hmm. when he won, like, in, I think it was 1938, he won the, uh, the championship, and it was uh, something in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, I just thought I just thought that was insanity that you could find newspaper articles that mention wrestling content from that long ago. Right. So there's just so much stuff on there, and and listeners, if y'all want me to go through and really dig deep into that early wrestling, mm-hmm. like actual who won the belt from who and what was the circumstances, I'll see what I can find out. Um, but uh, for today, we're just kind of focusing on the general lineage of, like, what belt led to what belt. Mm-hmm. Not so much on the individual 
um, matches that, uh, where the championship changed hands and stuff like that. Uh, and, and there's a million titles out there. And I also want to explain that we're also going to be looking at women's titles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I don't want to be, um, you know, uh, exclusive towards that. But obviously when we're talking about the history of professional wrestling, mm-hmm. um, the, the men's title is the one that has, you know, the most lineages and, branches and longevity so we're focusing right. on that first uh the women's titles have you know s- started and stopped and and done a lot of other things too it's a little bit more complicated although it's extremely interesting too mm-hmm. like you know Lula actually selling the rights to her title to Vince McMahon and stuff like that right um it's very interesting so all right so there was a book that was cited um, by Wikipedia a lot on this stuff that I'm talking about right now. Um, and it was called, uh, it's by a guy named Beekman, and he wrote in 2006 called A History of Professional Wrestling in America. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he describes um, in detail what the atmosphere was back then, what was going on with wrestling mm-hmm. uh, back then, uh, what was the content. And um, it's an expensive book, but, I mean, if this is interesting to you, I would definitely say get it. Um, I think it was, like, on Amazon, like, $55, but I think maybe you might be able to get it cheaper if you go Kindle route or something like that. Uh, but anyways, um, he, um, he explained that back then, uh, matches in wrestling started off as legitimate matches, um, you know, with the catch wrestling style. Right. Which um, I did some research on that, too. And, like, the catch wrestling style is still a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, um, what's her name? Uh, gosh. Um, daggummit, the name is slipping my mind. Um, anyway, I'll think of it later. But Ronda Rousey's partner um, mm-hmm. that is um, – I'll have to look it up. But anyways, <laughs> her name is slipping my mind right now. Uh, I, I, she even betrayed her recently and all this other stuff. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Uh, send me a, a hate mail and say, how did you, why did you forget her name? But anyway, she was trained in, like, the catch wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Steven Regal, William Regal. Right. He was trained in catch wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's a style of wrestling, you know, of all submissions and things like that. And so um, – Wrestling's popularity rose after the Civil War. Uh, Abraham Lincoln wrestled, okay? Okay. Uh, so, he was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I, I, we're not going to get into politics, but... No, we're not. But <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was, was a wrestler. All right. Okay? And the original and historic World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship um, was to identify that guy that was mm-hmm. the catch-as-catch-can wrestler. Um, and I got that information, uh, from Wikipedia. So, uh, wrestling eventually started to incorporate worked matches, okay? And, um, Beekman explained that work matches were, uh, less risky. They were shorter, which was better for schedules, for aging wrestlers, he explains. And he also said that fans prefer the shorter matches, Okay. So, um, one of the things was um, that wrestling was heavily influenced by carnival culture, okay? And this is another thing that Beekman explains. Um, 
So basically, this is where the term mark came from. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, This is, so when we say we're marks, this is how this has got started. Right. You know, even though I was involved in like the indie wrestling, I still consider myself a mark uh, more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, In in wrestling back then, they would have a champion. And the champion would um, be this badass. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, well, before we get too deep in this, I got to explain. Um, we, we, we need to talk about hookers, Lance. I love hookers. Yeah. 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 We, we got to yeah. talk about hookers. Okay. Okay. I want to hear everything there is about hookers. I, I wish I was a hooker. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> hookers are badass. So, so hookers back then were, uh, that was the term used to describe a badass mm-hmm. that the fans and the audience at the carnivals could yeah. challenge. Okay. That was a hooker. Okay. Um, nowadays, you hear the term shooter, mm-hmm. mostly, for right. a guy that can actually fight. Fight. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you know, basically, um, you know, a hooker would be like, like someone like me. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, like, if we were to get, like, Ming mm-hmm. to wrestle the audience members, you know? Like, didn't he, like, like, rip off, like, appendages or something like that in airports or something? I don't something. know. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm joking, but he I, he might have done some terrible damage to some people. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I know he did. There's tales. You can, you can just Google it, or Google it or look it up on YouTube. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so, anyways... Um, the, the hooker was this badass mm-hmm. dude, okay, that could just wipe out everybody, okay? Right. But what they would do is they would have some guy uh, that didn't look that imposing or mm-hmm. whatever, or, you know, whatever. Right. They just picked a guy. Right. You know, that could be one of the things they would do. But they, they would pick a guy to just go in there and beat this dude, mm-hmm. and it was rigged. Mm-hmm. And they, they were like, um, the fans would be like, "Yeah, man, like, look at that champion's not all that, mm-hmm. like, you mm-hmm. know." So that it'd be kind of like taking, um, like Gilberg, okay, to like fight like uh, Brock Lesnar, okay, and 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 Gilberg goes over, right? And you think, man, Brock Lesnar's just a, just a muscle head; he's right. not really that good of a fighter, right? And then you would pay mm-hmm. them because fight. the audience would then think that they have a chance to be the champion. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They, they they think they've got it, so okay. they would pay money to have a chance to fight the champion mm-hmm. for you know a bigger prize. Right. And then the champion would go Brock Lesnar on them, right, and just kill them, right, and they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and they got your money. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, like, we got your money, you know. Right. I mean, it's like uh, we still have all your fucking money. Yes. Uh, and you're dead. And you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I mean, back then there wasn't lawsuits or anything like that. Uh, so it was, um, that was it. That was how wrestlers started working the crowds. 
And the audience members were called marks because they were targets to be duped. Mm-hmm. So that's how um, that's how marks came into the fray, right? And that's how we got hookers started in wrestling. <laughs> All right, okay. And, and that's how we got work matches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the beginning of it. And then, like I said earlier, what Beekman was saying as far as uh, the promoters recognized that the work mas- matches were less risky. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, speaking of that, I, I've got a comment on that. Okay. We've done a full, um, I don't know, 360, 180, whatever, mm-hmm. on this particular issue. Right. So, the the promoters back then, or, you know, the whatever you would want to call them back then, I don't, they probably didn't use the term promoters, but mm-hmm. uh, who, whatever they were called back then, the people that – Ran the, the 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 business. Yep. Um, they um, they rigged wrestling to make it less risky. Okay. You know, catch wrestling involves a lot of like very serious um, holds, mm-hmm. but you know you could rig the hold to make it look like it's being applied when it's not really actually right. you know hurting, mm-hmm. and right. the guy could sell, sell it. it. Yep. Um. Now look at wrestling. Mm-hmm. Instead of it being um less risky, it's even more risky. Yeah, you've got people um uh, uh j- jumping backwards off a of top rope on the concrete floors. You've got people jumping through tables. There's a dive every single match. Yep. You got 300, 400 pound men doing dives. Yeah. Uh, you had uh, Top Dollar mm-hmm. do a dive. I know you don't know who Top Dollar is. No, I don't is. know who that is. Uh, but he's he's a guy that looks like like he's he's a big guy. He's okay. a husky guy, and he was doing this dive and like um, and like his belly like flopped on the top rope, and like it kind of <laughs> launched him. <laughs> <laughs> And um, anyway, you got you got um, all this insanity mm-hmm. is taking place these days in wrestling. It's dangerous stuff. Yep. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I'm just going to go ahead and say I, I'm a fan of Jim Cornette's podcast, mm-hmm. and I, I recommend listening to the part where he talks about all the moves that have been banned in AEW now. Okay. They're trying to mitigate their own risk. Right. Um, so there's all this risk involved, but originally wrestling was rigged mm-hmm. to decrease the risk. Yep. And now we've gone full circle or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I and mean, it, it's, and it became even more dangerous than real fighting. Right, right. Uh, it's probably less dangerous to get knocked out than it is to, uh, you know, just buy a punch than, you know, dive off a 20 foot scaffold onto your skull. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like a Matt Hardy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyways, going back to wrestling history, by the turn of the century, uh, most matches were worked. Um, Beekman explains that um, that journalists started to expose this over time. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another book that I found in uh, Wikipedia, through Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, it was by Thez, Luthez, the Luthez. Right, yeah. 
And um, was he a hooker? Uh, he was a hooker. Okay. In fact, right. the name of the book is called Hooker, uh-huh. an authentic wrestler's adventure inside the bizarre world of professional wrestling. God damn. He was a hooker. I I, I just didn't know Luthez was a hooker. Yeah, okay. he was a hooker. Okay. Um, and you also it was also written by uh, with uh, Kit Kit Bauman. I don't, I don't know if I uh, Kit Bauman. If you if you hear this and I and I butchered your name. Uh, please send me an email or, <laughs> or, or Instagram message and let me know that I butchered the name. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the book was was is is a biography, but mm-hmm. I don't understand how it's a biography if Luthez is, you know, like writing the book with the ghostwriter or whatever right. the situation is. Or it wasn't a ghostwriter. His name's on the book. But mm-hmm. um, anyways, uh, Luthez recalled. Between 1915 and then in 1920, uh, there was a ton of exposés about wrestling uh, that really damaged the business. But instead of like going back on this and, and making it more legitimate, right? They went deeper into the fakery. Okay. <laughs> like, like they're like so they're even more work than they were before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so. If you go to the professional wrestling article on Wikipedia, it has a part where it talks about. Um, so I don't know who wrote this, but because um, it didn't cite it, but it talked about reasons why professional wrestling was rigged. And by the way, when I use the word fake, I, w- I want to be clear. I'm not. Um, I'm not insulting the business. I understand that eyes get punched out and mm-hmm. like. People get paralyzed. I mean, I mean, poor Draws yeah, died, he and he yeah. was like fifty something years old. Mm-hmm. You you know that had to have something to do with his injuries. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it he would have lived a lot longer if it wasn't for that. Right. Um. So I mean, it, it it's fake, but it's 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 real. Uh, the part that's fake is you know when Triple H drugged up Stephanie McMahon and took her to get married. Uh, none of the fans called the police. Right, right. Um, you know, when six months later, Stephanie yeah. McMahon was like, oh, I'm evil too. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody questioned it. Right. Because wrestling is fake. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of borrowed that from Look, a, it's a, it's a show. From a, a, a YouTube um, video. Um, wrestling isn't wrestling. Uh, <laughs> check it out if, if you haven't seen it. It's really good. It's really good. I showed it to one of my ex girlfriends uh, uh, that made the mistake of, of of expressing mild interest in learning yeah. something about professional wrestling right. around me. Yeah, um, <laughs> I had another ex that uh, had uh, somebody mentioned to her uh, Big Van Vader, and she got a forty five minute um, story about his injuries that good were job. inflicted on him. Yep, good job. Injuries inflicted on others. Mm-hmm. Championship victories across the globe. I'm getting off topic, but <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so boxing, uh, res- wrestling is more entertaining when it's rigged. Uh, while boxing would not be more entertaining if it was rigged. Right. Um, also, uh, in boxing, uh, whoever loses has to take a real beating for the defeat to be convincing. <laughs> right. Uh, but wrestling holds can be rigged mm-hmm. convincingly without actually causing injury. Um, a boxer's less likely to take a, a fake beating, right? 
because it's going to look bad. Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it wrestling th- went in the route that it went into and boxing stayed legitimate. Right. Okay. Um, another thing that was uh, a thing back then was uh, double crosses. Uh-huh. Um, I honestly don't understand why double crosses are not still a thing. Okay. Um, as much as they used to be back then. Although back then there were severe penalties for, mm-hmm. for double crossing. But, right. you know, now there's probably like legal stuff. There probably was back then too. But um, it, it, but anyway, uh, Luthez in the book Hooker mm-hmm. explains that if a shoot match was done in pu- public, it was often a result of a double cross. Okay. Um, and this this whole thing stuck mm-hmm. around in wrestling for a long, long, long time. Uh, even into the modern era, mm-hmm. a lot of the old school wrestling trainers said, you know, you you would have to be you have to be a good wrestler because mm-hmm. what happens if somebody tries to throw your match? You know, right? Um. That was a belief by um, some promoters, some um, uh, you know wrestlers. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, they wanted their champion to be a legitimate shoot fighter, so that they could actually, um, you know, shoot if right. they had to. Yep. You know, if if the uh, opponent tried to throw the match and. And, and, you know, actually, double crosses um, still still have happened. Of course, we all know about the Montreal screw job. Of course. Uh, there's also Wendy Richter and the Fabulous Moolah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and, and then there were also um, uh, screw jobs that almost happened mm-hmm. uh, that we don't know about. Like, um, it, this isn't, um, you know, who knows – what the truth is on this, but uh, according to the Iron Sheik, uh, Vern Gagne um, was like offering him like a bunch of stuff to like break Holt Hogan's leg and his championship loss to Hogan. Okay. So double crosses. Um, oh, yeah. That That's when wrestling gets like legitimate. Um, Luthez also said that sometimes shoot matches were performed to uh, deal with disputes, uh, things like that. So, um, so in the early days of wrestling, you had um, what Beekman described as cartels, promotional cartels for mm-hmm. wrestling in the 1910s in the East Coast. Um, he said that wrestling center was in the heartland in the, mid- in the Midwest. And it sounds like a territory. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of the start of the territories. I mean, that's that's exactly what it is. Okay. He, he used the word cartel, but I mean that sounds like a territory. That's a territory, yeah. Yeah. Um so uh they 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 fully rigged it. Um um they they would uh make their most charismatic wrestlers the mm-hmm. champions. Right. Instead of their best wrestlers, mm-hmm. you know, like in in WCW in the nineties, if if they actually put the belt on the best fighter wrestler, mm-hmm. Ming would have had the belt right. the whole time. Right, uh, nobody would have beaten yeah. Ming. Right, Ming 
bit off people's noses and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like Ming was somebody you didn't fight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hogan never would have won the belt. Sting would have never won the belt. Goldberg would have never won the belt. Right. Kevin Nash, none of them. It would have been Ming. Right. Okay. <laughs> In the 80s, it would have been probably Hardy Race. He would have okay. kept the belt forever. Um, and then probably Ken Shamrock when when he was in the WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like now Brock Lesnar, right. you know, um, mm-hmm. um, would you know would have it, right? You know? uh, Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler, that's okay. her name. She's she's uh, M, you know MMA fighter, but she was also trained in catch wrestling. She was right. the one I was trying to think of. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Anyways, um, glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, they also said that um, B- Beekman also explains that uh, rigging the matches also gave promoters the chance to make long-term plans. So this is the beginning mm-hmm. yeah. of, like, long-term storytelling. Angles. And angles. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the early. Um, this is this is booking. This is, the. I mean, this sounds like full-on running a wrestling company. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling it's, promotion. It's, it's very... Uh, primitive, mm-hmm. but it's the beginning mm-hmm. of it. You know? Sounds like the foundation. The foundation. And this was it. in the 1910s. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, oh, um, Beekman also explains that uh, challengers for the title would have a policeman. Okay. and Like an escort? Okay, so uh, a policeman. <laughs> We're done talking about hookers Damn, I thought we were on to something here. I just thought everything was based around hookers and... Well, the poli- okay, the escort is actually kind of a good analogy to it because the policeman would, would protect the champion. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so okay, so Goldberg stole this. You know. And just and just had several. Like like oh he like like he had what do you mean? <laughs> when he came out to the ring and he had all the security around. Oh him yeah, 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 yeah. That okay, I got I get <laughs> I was I was thinking of like actual policemen according to Beekman here. And you're talking about like the security guards and that followed him from his locker room or whatever. Oh um, man. so so the policeman was a legitimate fighter that you mm-hmm. had to go through first to right. get a match with the champion. Okay. So if we use the WCW in the nineties example, okay. we would talk about um like Holt Hogan, Hollywood Hogan's the champion, mm-hmm. but you gotta fight Ming to get to him. Okay. You're not getting past Ming. Right. Okay. Right. Um so that was a policeman back mm-hmm. in those days. Um, um I was way off. <laughs> so um, I, I wrote here the uh, the legacy of wanting a wrestler who could handle themselves well in a shoot carried well into the modern era of wrestling before it was completely uh, gone. And I quoted myself. That was for me. All right. Um, Give yourself some credit. So, um, also, back then, um, in the early days of wrestling, because this, this belt, by the way, I should probably explain – uh, lasted all the way to 1957. Uh, so this this belt from 1905 to 1957. It was the same championship. It was the cha- same championship. This this belt had a 50 year lineage. So I'm 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 blazing through 50 years like it's nothing here. Right. Um, same belt. Same. I mean, maybe not same physical belt, but yes, uh, same lineage. Right. Um, 
And, and once again, if we get listeners that want me to like dive into this mm-hmm. and talk about yep. um, um, matches that happen in like mm-hmm. the 20s and and the 30s and, and all that kind of stuff, yep. um, you know, we can go into that. Um, and um, wrestling became big when television became big. Yeah. Um, one thing that about wrestling is that it's very, very uh, cheap to produce. Um, It costs a lot less than a television show or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yep. So uh, wrestling is, and that's part of the reason why wrestling is still making so much money now, even though the Mm -hmm. ratings are down, is because um, it's cheap to produce, Mm -hmm. and so it's, it's a cheap purchase. It still has relatively good ratings compared to other things on television, on cable. Sure. And also, it's live. And so, that encourages people to watch it as it happens. Yes. Which discourages the uses of, of DVRs. Yes. So that people are going to actually watch the commercials. Mm-hmm. So, it's more valuable for those reasons. So, but back then, wrestling was just something that was you know, pretty cheap to buy that you could put on television. Right. And, uh, like, Luthez became, he was like the Holt Hogan of his day. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the big guy. Anyway, uh, Luthez is more than just the guy that gave the name for the move that Stone Cold Steve Austin does. Right. He was the biggest star and the first, like, major, like, television star in wrestling history. And when did that start? Um, well, when television started. Okay. Um, I mean, basically, wrestling has been around on television about as long as televisions have been out there. Right. Um, so, um, Gorgeous George mm-hmm. was also a big name back then. Um, he had a, uh, he was a very charismatic, flamboyant character. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was one of the first gimmicks in the... When you get into the 30s, um, you started seeing moves like you would recognize today in wrestling. Mm-hmm. So up until the 30s, it, it looked very much like like catch wrestling. Right. Okay. You get into the 30s, you start seeing moves like the body slam mm-hmm. and things like that. You get into the 40s, uh, you get into uh, you know wrestling being on television because people – Started, you know, getting televisions, 50s. Um, you know, so Luthez was that guy. Uh, and he was around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, there were territorial disputes even back in this 50-year period mm-hmm. between 1905 and 1957 with the, um, the World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. And um, the reigns of that belt, mm-hmm. um, like in the diagram that I mentioned earlier from Triple H Pedigree, you can find on Wikipedia yep. for um, you know the World Heavyweight Championship. The reigns for that belt partially merged with what would become the uh, NWA. Mm-hmm. Uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, so that belt, uh, which began in 1948, if I can read my handwriting or the print, 
Yeah. 1948 until uh, obviously the present day was that particular title. So, NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, so, if you go to natwrestlingalliance.wordpress.com slash world uh, hyphen title hyphen history slash, um, which I don't know what exactly that website was, uh, but like just the wrestling, um, it just had the NWA, um, you know, uh, National Wrestling Alliance world title history. Mm-hmm. Um, it said that they uh, it recognizes the final reigns of the World Heavyweight Championship as their own. Uh, the diagram says partially that's the case. Right. Um, that'd be something I'd probably have to look up to get some more information on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got some mixed information on that. But uh, there's some overall. Uh, the main thing you need to know is there is direct overlap between the original World Heavyweight Championship mm-hmm. and the NWA uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Yep. And the World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship ended in 1957, and the NWA continued. The NWA still exists. Yes. Like, isn't that just insane? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, I, I just, of course, you know, in the 80s, late 80s, the NWA became very troubled. Um, but it's just, it's just insane to consider that the NWA still exists. Yep. And... Um, like I mentioned impact earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Impact has existed longer than WCW did. Wow. I did not realize that. Yeah. Think about it. Think about when impact started. Yeah. That Still was early two thousands. It's been, it's been about 20 years. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even consider it. So WCW didn't even last 20 years. No. Wow. Mind blown, okay. right? right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the NWA has been around mm-hmm. since the late forties. Yep. The it, it Impact's been around for you know a couple decades mm-hmm. now. Um, WCW barely wow. made it. Wow. Uh, when That's was crazy it? to think. Uh, 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 the all the names they had. Two thousand one. All the money they made, wow, yeah, wow. It, it, like when you think about it like that, it, you like it, you realize how much of a disappointment it was yeah. overall that that it just folded like that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so in nineteen forty eight, um, this this is from Wikipedia. It's unsighted. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, NWA was formed as a uh, professional wrestling governing body. Mm-hmm. Uh, NWA World Heavyweight Championship was created that same year. Um, so, territories could become a member mm-hmm. of the NWA. Mm-hmm. And these um, promotions had to recognize the NWA champion as the world champion, mm-hmm. but they could also have their own champion. Right. Okay. And the, each, each, each of these territories was like, it had its own name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, nowadays, we call this indies, you mm-hmm. know, but back then it was territories. And, and the territories was uh, very closely guarded. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look up the NWA on Wikipedia, there's a map of, like, the territories 
that you can look at. And there's obviously some areas where there's some overlap. Sure. And there's some really weird stuff. Like uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling had, like, part of their territory in Ohio. I mean, just huh. weird stuff like that. Okay. You know? Um, so, yeah, the territories. Uh, so, this is when we're getting into the territories. Um, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion would travel to each territory and defend the title against the top contender or champion of that territory. And the, the world champion was to make that guy look good, mm-hmm. okay? And, um, but still hold the title. Sure. You know, and the board of directors, uh, which was mostly territory owners, decided when the title changed hands via a vote. Okay, this is something a lot of people don't realize. Mm-hmm. Um, the WWF, when yep. it when it separated, I'm going to get into that in a minute. Okay. Um, uh, depending on how long this goes, um, <laughs> um, when it splintered off and did its own thing, they were still involved in on good terms with the NWA up until about 1983 when Vince McMahon uh, Jr. Uh, decided to go nuclear war and <laughs> blow up everything. Right. Um, so even the AWA was uh, on on very friendly terms with the NWA. Mm-hmm. So so even though you had the AWA splinter off, and then mm-hmm. you had the WWF splinter mm-hmm. off from you know Capital Wrestling, um, and and they declared their champions as world champions. They were still on good terms with the a- the NWA. Mm-hmm. Um, so the NWA ruled wrestling until Vince Jr. went nuclear. Okay. Okay. So, um, by the late fifties, uh, the the system started having problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luthez held the belt, but uh, Bergania was. Mm-hmm. Frustrated with what was going on. Right. Uh, disputes about number of appearances of the champion. Um, and um, in different regions and so, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, on, according to... Um, if you go to the Wikipedia article, the NWA World uh, Heavyweight Championship... Um, article, it says in June 14th of 1957 in Chicago, um, Thez defended the title against, um, I'm going to try to get this correct, mm-hmm. Edward Carpentier, if I okay. heard, that's how I heard it being pronounced when I looked it up online. Okay. Um, in a two out of three falls match, mm-hmm. uh, Thez and Carpentier um, split the first two falls. Mm-hmm. In the third fall, Thez was disqualified. Um, the NWA later voided the change, you know, re- reversed it uh, based on disqualification. Um, then Thez defeated Carpentier by disqualification in a Montreal match on the July 24th. Um... The plan was to present uh, Thez and Carpentier's rival champions in different cities. Um, so, it 
the Carpentier would also make appearances in the uh, U.S. as champion, while Thez was on overseas tier mm-hmm. like tour. Right. Um, so anyway, a, as a result of the various disputes within the NWA, Carpentier's manager promoter Eddie Quinn left in um, August, making Carpentier unavailable to work in the NWA. Um, so the organization dealt with it by saying, hey, um, after his win, mm-hmm. we don't recognize his win. It never recognized it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Quinn started promoting him as the true NWA World Heavyweight Champion based on the, on the match with Thez. Right. Um, in 1958, Quinn um, started, uh, you know, entertaining the idea of uh, using Carpentier as a way to uh, leave the NWA. Mm-hmm. And uh, a victory over Carpentier would give that local champion a credible claim to a world heavyweight championship victory. And guess what happened? Vern Gagne. Okay. <laughs> Are you saying Vern Gagne happened? Yeah. Vern Gagne <laughs> happened. So... um. So basically, there was controversy over who was champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just just that whole that whole thing that I just described there. I don't even know how well I did. If it was confusing to you, it is it is because it is confusing. It's okay. illogical and it makes no sense. Okay, okay. But the NWA would do stuff like that. Belts would change hands, and then they would say, "Nope, that didn't happen." Mm-hmm. I mean, Ric Flair has held the world title twenty five times, technically. Right. Okay. Uh, but not all. I want to hear some people get pissed off about that. Yeah, twenty five <laughs> times. Tell me, I'm a Glenn. Hey, Glenn, you're an idiot. Don't you know he only won the title sixteen times? Sixteen times. It's on my WWE.com website right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody call me or, or or message me or whatever about how I'm wrong. That yeah, Ric Flair has not held the world title twenty five times. Yes. Um. Ric Flair only claims 21. Really? Uh, yeah, he only claims 21. He, okay. He could claim 25, but he only claims 21. Okay. Well, that's... Um, uh, okay, well, that's conservative of him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the WWE only gives him 16. Okay. So, uh, the NWA has actually flip-flopped on this with about Ric Flair. Okay. Um, they've said that some of the stuff that happened between him and Harley Race in Singapore and all that was... <laughs> Legitimate changes at times. Right. So they've 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 flip flopped on it. So anyway, because of all this controversy with Carpentier, mm-hmm. um, a be, uh, uh, someone defeating him could potentially claim to be a world heavyweight champion. Right. Okay. And so, um, you know, on 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 my notes here, I say C A W A. So mm-hmm. that that'll that'll get us to the A W A, but. Before we get into the AWA, I want to talk a little bit more about the um, NWA title. Uh Um, The crown version of the championship uh, debuted in 59. Mm -hmm. Ten pounds of gold uh, came out in 1973, um, presented to Harley Race. And that's still the current one, isn't it? Um, I'm I'm pretty sure. I, I think that's the one that they brought back, yeah. The, oh, the, oh, they brought it. Okay, so it changed, and then they brought it back. Yeah, well, then, 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 it, then it became the um, later the NWA title became the uh, 
the big gold belt. Right. Yeah. But is that the one that they use now in NWA and the NWA Power? I think they do. The the one at my phone I left. It's it got like there, this the, the the dome globe, the Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it has the flags yeah. on it and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That belt um is a classic belt um that Harley Race once uh wore. Sure. Um so the ten pounds of gold came out in seventy three. Um then you also had uh, a whole bunch of what I was talking about earlier. Ric Flair switches are not recognized uh, by different authorities or a disagree on the switches. Uh, I said here, I wrote here, the NWA has occasionally recognized the Flair race switches that took place in New Zealand and Singapore. This is from Wikipedia. Uh, Jim Crockett promotions, 1985 to 1988. Uh, we could probably do a whole episode mm-hmm. uh, on Jim Crockett. <laughs> um, I mean, this, just those few years, um, they controlled many territories um, and made the belt theirs. Right. Okay. Uh, the big gold version of the belt debuted in 1986 um, at a championship wrestling from Florida car called Battle of the Belts 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, where NWA World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair defended the title against Barry Windham. That did come from WWE.com. Okay. So, uh, an article about the 10 greatest championship belts. Okay. Um, When I played WWE 2K23, Mm -hmm. do you think that um, the belt that Seth Rollins has, do you think I've downloaded that in my game? Yes. No. No, you have not. Okay, okay, why? I use... 10 pounds of gold, or their version of the 10 pounds of gold. Okay. Um, the, w, the WWE. Right. You know. Right. Um, it's not exactly the same. It's got a little WWE logo. It's not not, not 10 pounds of gold. I mean, big gold belt. The I'm Bill sorry. Gold Belt. Yeah. The big gold belt uh-huh. is the best wrestling title mm-hmm. that has ever been made as far as aesthetically. Right. Yeah, there's there's nothing. I agree. Um, okay, um, I don't know what title would come close to that. Um, uh, a, a Lucha Underground has the gifts, the gift from the gods belt mm-hmm. that looks awesome. Okay, you should check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to admit the AEW belt looks good. A, uh, AEW it belt looks good. Looks and, good. And, and 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 right now that's probably the most similar to the big gold belt right now. Right now, I think yeah. Right now, that's well, the, most similar. the the Seth's belt's right now the most similar because and, and Rhea Ripley's belt's the most similar because their belts was modeled after yeah. the big. Oh, belt. Okay, okay, it's based on yeah, yeah based on the big, yeah. big gold belt. Okay. Yeah, so I mean it. it there's a lot of symbolism. Mm-hmm. It's good belts. They're, yeah. they're good belts, but it's not the big gold belt. Right. Why, Why? if you're going to bring back the world title, why do you not bring back the big gold belt? Right. You've got it. You have it. Yeah. You own it, Vince. Yeah. yeah. Like, this, this, the last good thing he could do before he croaks is bring <laughs> back, bring back. The big gold belt. The big gold belt. That is that is like his last great contribution to society. Where is it physically? Is it locked up in a safe somewhere? What the well, fuck do they do with it? The, <laughs> somebody owns it because the original big gold belt, if you remember, had a dented. The top of it was dented. I seem to recall that. Get yeah. on Peacock, okay, and look in WCW, okay, 
like during the NWO era. Right. And and look at the big gold belt. Mm-hmm. The top of it was dented. Somebody dropped it. Okay. And it dented it. And they okay. just said, we're going to keep wearing this belt. Okay. <laughs> and then towards the end of WCW, when it, everything went to hell with Vince Russo and yeah. all that. Um, and, and by the way, we, we got a friend that's a big – uh, or at least he was a uh, big Vince Russo. We we do. I know that guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, at least he was a, a, a big Vince Russo apologetic. Yeah. We may bring him on and see yeah. if his views have changed let's over the years. If, let's see if he wants to defend Vince Russo. Yeah. Let's see if he wants not. to defend Vince Russo. Maybe in the he year does. 2023. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like hindsight in, in, in history has, has yeah. not looked fondly on Vince Russo. Right. Um. So. But he may defend him. He know? might. He might. I he, don't know. He may defend the uh, David Arquette uh, thing. He, may he might say all that media attention brought prestige to the title mm-hmm. or something. I, I haven't. Know. I haven't talked to him in a long time about those things. Yeah, I, I haven't see. either. We need to talk to him. Yeah. eventually. Yeah. Well, Bring that'll him be on. a future episode. Sure. Um, we also got a big AEW Mark as a friend too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, now, now I'll go ahead and say I do prefer AEW myself, but. Uh, I also recognize flaws in the company. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I swear to God, if I see one more Tope Suicida, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. <laughs> they got that fucking move in every fucking match. God yeah. Damn it. Um, <laughs> my, anyway. It, it, on, on the video, have you played the video game yet? No, I haven't. It, it, I bet like the, like the Xbox button is the Tope <laughs> Suicida or whatever it is. That's the X button. <laughs> Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, and and yeah. and the, and like the the circle button is a Spanish fly or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. and um <laughs> and the, and the triangle button is the Canadian destroyer. Yeah, yeah. Like I bet that's what it is. R one's the coffin drop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Doesn't matter who you're playing as. You right. you, you do the coffin drop. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. So, okay. Woo. so, so, um, <laughs> you just teleport to the top. Tope Suicida or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking crying. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so. Oh, shit. Um, I'm a WWE fan. Uh, I'm. I, I just. I just like the WWE. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I'm not going to get much. Um, love from the, like the hardcore indie mm-hmm. wrestling, um, you know, inflatable dolls and <laughs> you know wrestling. Uh, 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 what was it that uh, Kenny Omega did? Wrestled like a, a girl that was like six or nine or something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, just you know, I'm just I know that crowd's gonna hate me, but yeah, um, um, you know, I you're just, more of a purist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I, at the same time, though, I, I cited Cornette earlier. I don't agree with everything that he says either. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he has uh, his views on women wrestling. I can't get. I can't go with. Oh, absolutely. I, I love women's wrestling. But absolutely. Anyway, let's get back to the big gold belt. Um, so Jim Crockett Promotions uh, nearly went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. You know, because of you know the WWF. Mm-hmm. Um, Turner Broadcasting purchased uh, Jim Crockett in 1988 mm-hmm. uh, due to high ratings. So, and you know we all know that story where he calls Vince McMahon and says, "I'm in the wrestling That's business." business. Yeah, and then Vince says, "I'm in the entertainment business." Yeah. So yeah. he always had that idea of being entertainment, yeah, not yeah. wrestling. Um. All right, so let's talk about the AWA mm-hmm. recently. And if you want a really good recommendation for like a like a mini documentary of uh, of about the AWA, there's one called "The Rise and Fall of the AWA" uh, by Cultaholic Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, look it up on YouTube. It is it is excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. Um, it talks about there was a period of time where the AWA had the best guys. It had the mm-hmm. best rookies. Uh, uh, they had Hogan. They had Ricky Steamboat. You know, of course, Vern Gagne and yep. um, uh, Nick Botwinkle. You know, uh, both of the Hennings. You know, father and son came from there. Yep. Um, I mean, they had they had everybody. Mm-hmm. All the great guys were at one point. AWA had the best roster out of all the promotions. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, reason for the split: Vern Gagne wanted to be the champion. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Right, and he kept that belt on himself. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, um, you know, one of the things about this podcast is I want to offer some different perspectives on different things. Sure. And some people might say that Vern Gagne was very uh, selfish to keep the belt on himself so much. Yep. But you got to think about it from Vern Gagne's perspective. Mm -hmm. If you are worried about, you remember what we talked about double crossing earlier? Sure. If you're worried about somebody taking off with your belt, which. This stuff happens in wrestling. Mm-hmm. We've seen it happen even in the modern era of wrestling. If you're worried about somebody taking your belt and dragging it to some other promotion and, and, and doing things like wearing it on their television show or throwing it in the trash can, all the stuff that actually has happened in wrestling history, who is the person that you're going to trust the most to not do that? Yourself. Yourself. Right. Yeah, so um, that that um, that was brought up in that cultaholic wrestling uh, YouTube mini documentary as a, a justification for why Vern did what he did. So um, this this comes from Wikipedia. Um, the World Heavyweight Championship, which was called the Omaha, the Omaha version. Uh, resulted from a defeat of Edward Carpentier mm-hmm. uh, by Vern Gagne, with several NF- NWA affiliates recognizing this as a title change. Uh, this disputed version of the NWA World Heavyweight title uh, 
was later known as the World Heavyweight Championship Omaha version. The title was unified with the AWA World Heavyweight Championship on September the 7th in 1963. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we could probably do a whole episode on Vern Gagne and him keeping the belt on himself. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you first when you first hear that, you're thinking, this guy just wanted to be champion. He just wanted creative control. Yeah. So he started a company where he could just make himself champion. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing, though. Um People don't understand that prior to Vince McMahon uh, Jr., mm-hmm. uh, Vern Gagne had money coming out of his ass. Okay, right okay. out of his ass. Okay, yeah, okay. and um, the the thing about it is, um, who's going to complain? Right, you know, mm-hmm. but. That that documentary is so good. Okay. So good, so good. It talks about um, how Holt Hogan actually won the belt, mm-hmm. but then they, you know, reversed the decision, and um, they they reversed the decision. Um, Vern Gagne only wanted like actual like athletes to to hold the belt. Uh, you know, wrestlers or Olympic champions, you know, or, or just, you know, big-time athletes. Holt Hogan was a bodybuilder, you know. That's what he was. He wasn't an athlete. So, at least not in Vern Gagne's eyes. I would say he was an athlete because, in my view, all wrestlers are athletes. But uh, Vern Gagne didn't see that. And he could have – Vern Gagne could have had Hulkamania. Yeah. And, and he missed it. He missed Hulkamania. And he, it, it, so, at one point, Vern Kanye had money coming out of his ass. He was making yeah. so much money that he could put the belt on himself and just keep the belt and hold it and just defeat everybody. And nobody complained because everybody's making money yeah. to him missing the mark and, like, losing bleeding money yeah. and dying. And the AWA title, it – Claimed a legacy, like like what I mentioned earlier today with the Impact title, the NWA title, and the WWE title. It claimed a uh, lineage mm-hmm. dating back to 1905 with George Hackenschmidt. Okay. The same belt that Frank Gotch wore. Mm-hmm. Okay, the lineage. Mm-hmm. He we We've got that connection between that belt and the AWA belt. Yep. And that title died it died he's dead it ended shit so um you know at least the wcw title kind of uh lived on and now that lineage is kind Mm -hmm. of filtered into the wwe championship right all the reunifications that happened, yeah. um, which you know that that could be a whole um, yep. episode. So also there was another belt that splintered off. It was the uh, Worldwide Wrestling Associates. Um, they had a title, the WWA World Heavyweight Championship, the Los Angeles version. Okay. Uh, Foreman Carpenter was recognized as NWA World Champion before a gradual sp- uh, splitting off. From the NWA in 1961, when Freddie Blassie defeated Carpentier, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the title ceased to exist in 1968 when they rejoined the NWA. Okay. Uh, that come from Wikipedia. So that was a splinter off, and uh, they brought, brought it back. All right, Capital Wrestling Corporation. Uh, that sound familiar? Anybody? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they split off um, due to um, uh, the number of dates the champion wrestled in their region and um, also, you know, disagreements about champion selection issues. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like I said, AWA and the, and and uh, these guys, which will become the WWWF. Yep. Um, would stay a friendly terms with the NWA. Uh, the the kayfabe reason, mm-hmm. you know, is that Buddy Rogers um, beat Luthez in uh, a one fall match instead of a best of three match. And best uh, and best of three matches were were the NWA standard for a title match. Right, okay. right. It was back then. Um, that was normal. Right. Okay, so. In wrestling today, um, so that happened in 1963, okay? Mm-hmm. So, in wrestling today, um, when I when I play my uh, video game, yeah. um, you know, the, the announcer is announcing the match. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, this, this bout is for, you know, this match is for one, one fall. One fall, yeah. Okay, and the fans, you know, of course, you, you know, you go to yeah. like an indie show. They're like, one fall. I was yeah. an announcer. <laughs> and, and and for no apparent reason, yeah. I would always make sure that people knew yeah. when I was an announcer yeah. that the match was for one fall. Yeah. Every match mm-hmm. was for one fall. Yeah. I, I As an announcer in the indies, mm-hmm. I never um, called a match that was – Two out of three falls. Yeah. Not once. Right. You just don't see it. Yeah. Every match is one fall. Yeah. But they still, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's just a legacy of the old days. Yeah. Where title matches were best of three. Yeah. Two out of three falls. Mm-hmm. They they clarify how many falls the match is. Yep. It's useless now. Yeah. They, 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 they really don't have a need to say it. Unless it is a two out of three right. match, which is now basically a gimmick match. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but back then it was it was the standard. But also, I, like, I I really think saying that just has a nice ring to it. It sounds good. It sounds good. It makes things Especially sound the official. Way the, yeah, the and and the way the ring announcers uh, kind of develop the cadence for it. The following contest is scheduled for one fall with a fifteen minute <laughs> time <laughs> limit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds good. It, it, it just it does. Like, like, like I mean, if if I was a wrestler walking out, I would want to hear that before going out. It just sounds good. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I I'm, I am by no means advocating right for us getting rid yeah. of the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when I was the announcer, I announced that it was from one fall. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know why I was doing it. <laughs> um, I just did. Yeah. yeah and I, the fans go along with it. Right. One fall, right. you know, and um, well, you, you know, you could probably go into, you know, should uh, some federations or, or may, maybe for some belts, should, should the championship match always be two out of three falls? Should it? Should, should somebody do that? Um, well, you know, imagine if you created like an indie fed, mm-hmm. like that could be like one of your 
Like, you know how Ring of Honor had all these rules and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. That, that made them unique and special. Right. Um, that could be one of your rules. Yeah. That if, you know, uh, I need somebody rich to, like, give me a bunch of money so I can start my own promotion. Right. Um, <laughs> and and, and I, I, I would do something like that. I would, right. I would say every championship match is the best out of three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're bringing it back. Yeah. You know, or if NWA wants to hire me or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, let's let's bring it back to the NWA. That'd be the best place to do it. Um, you know, where where all this stuff come from. So the WWWF, um, the Capital Wrestling left NWA and became the WWWF. Mm-hmm. And um, if and this was okay. Vince Senior, by the way. Yeah, right? Vince Senior. Okay. Okay. So we may have some listeners. That um, are um, not aware of of the importance of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I would imagine most of our listeners are wrestling fans, but we may have some people that aren't wrestling fans or maybe don't know a whole lot. But I, I feel like I need to clarify: the WWWF, uh, Worldwide Wrestling Federation, eventually became the World Wrestling Federation. Right. And the World Wrestling Federation eventually became World Wrestling Entertainment. Right. Uh, which is the WWE. Okay. So that company started out as Capital Wrestling. Capital Wrestling Corporation. Yep. Okay. Um, and, you know, um, it's just, um, you know, wrestling just goes way back. I mean, even Vince's senior's dad uh, was involved in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's just so much in wrestling history that's just crazy. Like, I saw um, a match that was um, – Decision was reversed by the National Boxing something other, you know, <laughs> like what the hell was the National Boxing Alliance or Association right regulating wrestling for? Yeah, you know, I mean, just just crazy <clears throat> stuff happened back a long time ago. All right, so now we're going to talk about WCW. Okay, so so going back from the original World Heavyweight Championship in nineteen oh five, George Hackenschmidt. We had the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Okay, that started in 1948. And spawning off the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, we had the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, We had the WWWF World Heavyweight Championship, also known as the WWF uh, Championship, etc., WWE Championship. Um. And, and there's belts that have spun off of the WCW title and the WWE title, um, uh, the WWF title, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing spun out of the AWA. It, that that it, lineage ended. It, it died. It, it died with the AWA. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but we're going to talk more about probably in the next episode what happened with the WCW title with the lineage and what happened with the WWF title and its lineage okay but uh we're going to kind of finish up with wcw here okay. so um as i mentioned earlier turner um bought you know everything mm-hmm. uh, wcw stayed in the nwa um but turner slowly phased out the name okay um basically um the NWA was was about completely dead at this point. 
Okay. Um, it, it, it existed on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship became the, the WCW World Heavyweight Championship by late 1990. Okay, so so at that point, uh, had it – what? So was it actually still the same championship, or was the WCW World Heavyweight Championship splintered off from the, the NWA Championship? Okay, so it gets it's about to get really confusing. Oh fuck! We're about to get, okay, here we go. We're about to get some some craziness. Okay, here, okay, okay. So between uh, this point in time in 1994, mm-hmm. it, it's wild. Okay. okay, okay. Um, so and when we get into this part here, like I actually remember like. Some of this stuff. Okay. Uh, watching. Um, strangely enough, um, when I became a wrestling fan, um, even though I was exposed first to WWF, mm-hmm. uh, which is now the WWE, um, I was originally, when I became a fan, a WCW fan mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved WCW. And I think that in my eyes, even as a child, mm-hmm. WCW looked more legitimate. Okay. You know, the WWF, when I was a small child, had like, you know, Doink Clown, mm-hmm. which, you know, the original um, Doink, uh, Matt Bourne, I think his name is, uh, that was, he was badass. It was a heel Doink. Okay. That scared kids. <laughs> okay. That was So badass. he was an evil clown. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. When I played WWE <clears throat> 2K23, like, <laughs> I, I play as the evil doink. Like, it was awesome. <laughs> awesome. Like, he, you know, he smiles, and then, like, suddenly he starts frowning, and he's, like, all messed up like a, a horror film. <laughs> okay, that, that doink was good, but then it became all fun and games mm-hmm. uh, when they got rid of him. Um, so... The uh, the WWF, you know, it, it was that, that, this was I mean, when I was a child. This was like the um, every wrestler has a job, right? Era, right? You, know, you had a Mountie, you had a uh, big boss man, mm-hmm. you had a, you know he was a, he was a, a Cobb County guard, right? Uh, you had <laughs> uh, a tax collector, mm-hmm. uh, a trash guy. Um, yep. I mean, you 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 had all this crazy job gimmick stuff back then. And, and, and so is, is, you know, on one hand you're watching this stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then in WCW, you got like, um, Ricky Steamboat versus Rick Rude and, uh, Rick Flair and Sting mm-hmm. and Vader, Cactus Jack, uh, a young Steve Austin. Right. Um, I mean, you, you. You had the future of wrestling in early WCW. Yeah. But it just wasn't. Triple H was there. Making money. Triple H, yeah. that was a little bit later. That was like um, a little bit later that Triple H showed up. Okay. Um, but anyway, so um, this this is one of my favorite things about mm-hmm. wrestling title um, mm-hmm. history right. right here. This is This might be my favorite. Story. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. So, um, Ric Flair, a, a, a great wrestling story, you know, <laughs> starts with Ric Flair. Of course it does. Okay. 
Ric Flair had a falling out with Jim Hurd, mm-hmm. uh, vice president, executive vice president, and uh, was fired uh-huh. from WCW on July the 1st, 1991. Right. While still being recognized as the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Yes. Okay. Um, Ric Flair kept the belt uh, because back, back in those days, the wrestler would pay a bond mm-hmm. to carry the title. Right. And if it you lost like the belt, yeah, it was yeah. a deposit. Yeah. If you lost the belt, you lost your money. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, or if you stole the belt or whatever, right. you, know, you lost your money. Um, you know, it's just a protection thing. Yep. So, Flair, now, now wrestling, wrestlers lose belts all the time. Yeah. And, and you know, fans steal them and, you know, mm-hmm. All kind of stuff happens. Oh, yeah. They get left in the middle of the street and everything. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, and um, so um, Flair took the belt with him, okay? Uh, Sounds like he had a right to it. Yeah, because he did. He did. Yeah. They had not returned yeah. his $25,000 bond mm-hmm. that he paid on the belt. And... um. A match was held for the vacated WCW World Heavyweight Championship um, within two weeks. Yeah. But no mention was made of the NWA title. Uh, Flair was stripped of the NWA World Heavyweight Championship by their board of directors. Mm -hmm. Um, Shortly after he signed on with the WWF Mm -hmm. in September of 91. Okay, Um, okay. So so going back just a little bit here. Okay, so... Flair was still recognized as the NWA champion, but they had a match for the WCW championship. Yes. At this point, is that two different championships? Oh, that's a good question. Um, So, um, I mean, they didn't say anything about – yeah, it would have been two separate championships at that time. Technically, could could, could, this, could this have been what finally split the two belts, um, or or merged them rather? Well, it, we're getting into that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, um, so yes, at that point in time, they were separate titles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Flair was stripped of the NWA World Heavyweight Championship by the board of directors. Um, and it said a board had to be reconstituted. Um, you know, most of the people had gone out of business or been bought out. Um, so, um, so it wasn't until 1992. That the, yeah, you're right. That is when it, it, it was split up. Uh, in 1992, the NWA belt is when it came back. Okay. So this is what caused – I mean, this is basically what caused the split. I mean, the NWA at this point in time was such a mess mm-hmm. that um, it, it's, it's just so complicated here. So, um, I mean, the NWA basically existed, like I said, on paper. Mm-hmm. Um and they had to basically rebuild the NWA, uh, but WCW pressed on. Okay, so that's that's where the split began. Okay, so 
Um, the big gold belt. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair took that belt onto WWF programming, mm-hmm. declaring himself to be the real world champion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, real world's heavyweight champion. Yep. It was it was it was brilliant. Yes. It was a brilliant <laughs> move. And so Ric Flair is on WWF television mm-hmm. with a belt that the fans know yeah. is the world title. <laughs> yeah. And WCW is making up their own new belt mm-hmm. trying to recover from this crap. Yeah. And Ric Flair's got their belt. <laughs> Was there any legal? Oh, there was this? tons of legal issues with this. That's, okay, it's like um, eventually what they had to do was uh, due to legal problems, mm-hmm. um, they would have Ric Flair come out with I believe was the Intercontinental Championship. Okay, and they would blur it out on television. So the it, the fans that were there live had to be really confused because Ric Flair's coming out wearing the Intercontinental title, holding it in the air. Okay. And fans at home are seeing this blurred out version of Intercontinental title, but the blurring wasn't good, so you could still see that it was the Intercontinental title. <laughs> um, <laughs> all of this is due to lawsuits, but Ric Flair kept this gimmick going of being, mm-hmm. you know, the real world's heavyweight champion. Uh, so, so, but I mean, at first he was like, I love this shit. Yeah. At first <laughs> he wasn't even, uh, it wasn't even blurred. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like full frontal, um, <laughs> uh, big gold belt. Yep. Um, so this was, so, so just, just, uh, uh, clear, clear that up. Uh, after the purchase in 2001 and the big gold belt showed up on WWF television, that was not the first time that belt showed up. On WWE tele, uh, television, right? No, it was not the first time. Th- this was the first time. Although technically, that was a different belt. It was a newer. It was a remade belt. It was, a, but it it was the same it, type. It, it was still called the Big Gold Belt. It was yeah. Still it was the still same Big title. Gold Belt. Right, yeah. Right. It, was, it was just a. It was a. It was a. So there was about ten years replacement. Right. Yeah. But, but, but there was about ten years in between its appearances. Yeah. On WWF yeah. TV. So. Um, and and I'd have to look like when Booker T won that belt at the final Nitro, Nitro against it might have uh, been Scott, the original um, uh, big gold belt. I'd have right. to look at it to Scott know. Um, yep. So, um, so this this belt is on WWF television. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Especially back then, because I mean, uh, fans weren't smart like like they are today, or yeah, or, or like they were even in the early two thousands, because uh, the dirt sheets were all over the internet at that point. Yeah, it had to be but really confusing. It, yeah, it, it was yeah. it was a devastating blow. You didn't know to WCW. Yeah, I, I I mean, watching it, uh, you you couldn't have known what was going on, and people had to have been speculating all kinds of things. Like, are the companies merging? Uh, yeah. Did 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 Vince buy him out in 1992 or 1990? Yeah. What, what was the year? 91. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, I mean, nobody knew. Well, nobody I knew mean, people had to wonder: was Ric Flair really still the champion? Right. You know. Yeah. Um, so was there a was there a crossover going on, like in comic books? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Well, that that's another thing too. Okay, so so um, Ric Flair's success in the WWF was mm-hmm. um, yeah, him leaving WCW and, mm-hmm. and, and and everything damaged WCW, but it also helped WCW. Okay, um, because for the longest time. And even and this was still the case even until like the NWO era. Okay. WCW wrestlers were viewed as being less than WWF wrestlers. Okay, so it was okay. like minor leagues. Yeah. Compared to yeah Vince's company, the NWA was looked at as being less than. Okay. Compared to WWF, um, even though they had the better wrestlers. So, uh, like you, know, I mean, look what happened to Dusty Rhodes when he went to the WWF. Right. I mean, he's treated like a like a joke, unfortunately. Right. He didn't carry any resentment for it because he made a lot of money, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, he was out there just entertaining the fans and doing being a professional. Right. Uh, but you know, they made him wear polka dots and mm-hmm. dance and crap. Right. Right. Um. So, you know, Dusty Hardy Race mm-hmm. didn't have the success in the WWF. Ric Flair shows up. Yep. And declares himself the real world champion, mm-hmm. world heavyweight champion, and then he wins their title twice. Yep. Okay. So um, after winning the WWF championship, the real world's heavyweight champion was dropped. Uh, but there was a lawsuit going on preventing them from using the big gold belt on television, and that was eventually dropped because the belt was returned. Mm-hmm. To WCW in 1993 in July, right? According to Wikipedia, yeah. Okay, so, um, so when Flair left WCW, the, the company made a new WCW World Title. Mm-hmm. Um, it says here in October of 1991, it was reported by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Um, you know, and and I got a lot of mixed feelings about Meltzer, but you know, like. He's an important guy in wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the first like time that the word kayfabe was published in print was in his newsletter. Okay, in 1988. So 91, uh, he reported uh, the newsletter reported that there was a tournament to determine a new champion was supposed to take place on November the 11th at the Mid South Coliseum in Memphis at a television taping. Yep. Um, uh, which would have began a cross-promotion deal between the WCW and United States Wrestling Association. Okay, this information got leaked. So, you know, we're getting into the era of uh, dirt sheets. Okay. 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 Now, you mentioned, like, the internet and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. fans didn't know a whole lot. Right. Some fans did. Yeah. Some fans had access to dirt sheets. Okay. And these fans had... Um, some shoot knowledge of the business. Mm-hmm. Smart marks. Smart marks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then it, um, the, 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 the leak, um, Paul E. Dangerously, who mm-hmm. is now Paul Heyman, yep. uh, got suspended for 20 days and uh, punished. Um, anyway, uh, so that deal was canceled. So then in August of 1992, uh, the NWA board authorized WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling to hold a tournament to decide a new 
NWA World Heavyweight Champion, using now the, the return mm-hmm. big gold belt. Um, so you had a WCW title, and you had the NWA title mm-hmm. represented by the big gold belt. Right. WCW had its own belt. Um, I, I I can't describe it. It's just it's it was a WCW belt. Right. Um, you can it's on my WWE 2K23 video game. I gave it to Big Bill Nader. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's you can, you can look it up online what it looked like. Um, you know, a lot of history with that belt. It was the belt that Ron Simmons held the first, you know, um, recognized by WWE as the first Black World mm-hmm. Heavyweight Champion. Right. It was technically. Oh, that's that's another thing we can go into is like you know Black World Champions. Sure. Um, so, um, so there's two world titles. Uh, Masahiro Chono won the belt. Mm-hmm. I, I, re- I remember watching wrestling, uh, around this time. And from 1992 to 1993, the NWA belt was defended in Japan and on WCW television. Uh, Flair returned to WCW and regained the belt from Barry Windham in July of 1993. Um, that same year, WCW recognized uh, Ric Flair. Uh, I'm, I hope I'm not butchering this name. Tatsumi Fujinami. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds right. It, it, it sounds familiar to me. That, mm-hmm. That's how it's been said. NWA title changes in 91. Um, but there were disputes between WCW management and the NWA board uh, over a variety of issues in the summer of 93. Mm-hmm. Um one involved the storyline of having the title go to Rick Rude. So here we go. Okay. On September the 1st, 1993, WCW withdrew their membership from the NWA but kept the title belt that they owned. And this was the big gold belt. The big gold belt. Okay. Um, Our court battle decided that WCW could not continue to use the letters NWA to describe or promote the belt but it did possess a right to the belt, okay. physical belt, mm-hmm. and its lineage. Okay. Okay. So, so once again, why, why is wrestling lineages important? Mm-hmm. They're so important that they're included in deals. Yeah. And, and legal matters and sales and business. This wasn't kayfabe. This was a real life uh, court deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real life. Deal, deal. Um, so, basically, by this ruling, uh, they dropped the NWA, um, but continued to build it as uh, the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, and then it was referred to as the Big Gold Belt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it became the WCW International World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. So what in the hell mm-hmm. is WCW International? Uh-huh. It was recognized as uh, the championship of a fictitious entity known as WCW International, uh, replacing the NWA board. Right. Um. 
And then it was unified with the WCW world title in June of 1994, June the 23rd, uh, in a match between Ric Flair and Sting, uh, which I have the videotape. Uh-huh. The VHS uh, tape. VHS tape. Okay. Of, of that match at home. I have, I have the whole mm-hmm. um, pay-per-view um, of that at, at, at my parents, my, my dad's house. All right. So, um, that's why I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember the match. I can remember what it looked like. Right. I, I mean, so, um, strange. Uh, at the time, it was strange to me because I was a child, mm-hmm. and I didn't understand the history behind the big gold belt. Okay, so... Um, Ric Flair won that match against Sting. Mm-hmm. Sting had the international t- title. Right. Uh, WCW international title. And Ric Flair was carrying the WCW world title mm-hmm. that he won from beating Big Van Vader earlier in December at Starcade. Okay. So the winner of this match, the title was unified with um, – the WCW title, mm-hmm. but strangely to me as a child, Ric Flair started wearing the big gold belt to represent the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. When it was the NWA Championship. Yeah. Okay. Which became the International right. Championship. Right. And then now is the WCW World Heavyweight mm-hmm. Championship. So later on at um, – uh, Bash of the Beach or mm-hmm. Beach Blast, whatever it was called at the time in 94, yeah. when Holt Hogan beat Ric Flair shortly after that match. Right. Um, I believe like a month later. Mm-hmm. Um, Holt Hogan won the big gold belt. And, and and that championship remained the big gold belt through the rest of the WCW. Yeah, until okay. WCW okay. died. I mean, right. Of course, you know, they had replaced it a little bit towards the end. Right. Uh, but it it became the, it remained the championship, mm-hmm. and when the WWE took the WCW championship mm-hmm. to the WWE, yep, it was the big gold belt. Yep, and then uh, they created their own belt uh, called the World Heavyweight Championship, mm-hmm. that basically was the big gold belt with the little with their logo at the top added to it. Okay, um, and slightly smaller. Oh, wasn't as big. Okay, so fi- so it, it was a new physical belt. Yeah, it was a new, it was okay. It was a replacement. Yeah. Um. So, like, if you go on the like, you know, when I play WWE 2K23, mm-hmm. uh, there's like a million belts you can choose from. Okay, but you can also download belts. Okay, and one of the things that I downloaded was the big gold belt. All right, well, of course. And so they had the W. They had the the World Heavyweight Championship. They had mm-hmm. the WCW mm-hmm. World Heavyweight Championship with the NWO logo on it. Yeah. But I wanted the big gold belt. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, without the WWE logo. I just wanted to have it. Right. Um, although I did use the, the the logo, the WWE logo. Right. On there because it was playing the WWE game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, even though I do have a lot of AEW wrestlers on there, they don't know. Right. But when I press L1, they don't do the coffin <laughs> drop. <laughs> no coffin drop. 
Yeah, no coffee. Okay. So, um, so there was a lot that happened in WCW in a very short time mm-hmm. concerning the belt. In a in a in a decade, pretty much. Yeah. Up until WWF purchasing. Yeah. And then even still, things happen to that belt. Yeah. After the purchase, even so after it, the purchase, yeah, right. things happen to the belt. Right. And, and I wish they would bring it back. Mm-hmm. I wish they would declare that Seth Rollins' belt has the lineage. Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably too late now to do that. Right. Um, I was waiting. I was checking Wikipedia. Yeah. To see, I was. I would check it to see, and it would it would constantly say, uh, um, undetermined if it carries the lineage. Okay. Undetermined if it carries the lineage, and then eventually it was clarified that it didn't carry the lineage. And I was so disappointed. Yeah. Like, this belt. See, to me, right. I understand the WWE title has mm-hmm. a lineage back to George Hackerschmidt in 1905. Yeah. But the world title. Yeah. The one that came out of WCW. Mm-hmm. It became the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. To me, was always the real world title. Right. And I was really disappointed in the WWE for doing even though they did b- model the belt after the big gold belt. Right. Which I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't enough. Yeah. Um. <laughs> now, now had, had they done that, okay, as far as the lineage, what would have happened to the belt that Roman Reigns has right now as far as the lineage? Would it have moved? Would, okay, would, so. Would if, it have been a splinter belt? Or so, if, if they made the Seth Rollins world title, mm-hmm. The same lineage of the mm-hmm. World Heavyweight Championship from 2002 to 2013. Yep. Then um, it would have. Um, I don't know what the word would be. Um, what 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 would it be called the opposite of emerge? Unmerged. Unmerged. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of sounds like a split in a way. Yeah. It well. What would have happened would have been that the WWE title would have maintained its own history and mm-hmm. own lineage back okay. to 1963. Okay. And uh, the new world title mm-hmm. would have carried the lineage um, through the, the the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, by the way, interesting tidbit of knowledge. Mm-hmm. When Rey Mysterio won the World Heavyweight Championship – they briefly changed the name officially to the World Championship because he wasn't a heavyweight. I did not know that. What yeah. year was that? Oh, God, I can't remember. That I don't know. It was, I, I, I want to say it was the late 2000s. Um, okay, so did that actually do anything to the lineage? Or was it just a brief It didn't do anything change? to the lineage. Okay. It was Vince okay. McMahon and his w- weird-ass. Uh, Fetish for big people. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Um, that's what it was. Yeah. Is, is he yeah. he couldn't stand it? Oh, you can't call it a heavyweight championship if the champion is 180 pounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he couldn't stand it. Ray Mysterio, who is like, um, if if not the best luchador in wrestling mm-hmm. history in American wrestling history, at yeah. least yeah. the second best luchador in American wrestling history. You know, I, I'm not going to say they're the best luchador in the world because, I mean, there's mm-hmm. some great, you know, luchadors in Mexico that, that right. stayed there. Right. Um, 
But uh, in American wrestling history, you know, Rey Mysterio ranks up at the top, mm-hmm. you know, and him winning that belt, there was no shame to it. Uh, but Vince McMahon, uh, he probably had convulsions about <laughs> it, you know. Um, you know, because cause he didn't weigh 245 pounds. Right, right. Um, so, um, there we go. Um, so, the, the, the next episode, um, where I, I plan on talking more about what happened to the WWE title um, when WCW was purchased. Okay. Um, I plan on talking about uh, what happened to the WCW title mm-hmm. when uh, the WWE purchased WCW. All right, so so, um, so we'll focus mainly on the purchase and how that affected the yeah. championships. Okay. And then the aftermath. Okay. The unified championship, mm-hmm. the world heavyweight championship, and the current world, I mean, WWE mm-hmm. um, championship. Okay. Um, we're going to focus on that. And then, um, you know, maybe – Maybe share some thoughts as far as um, the current day and what what um, what could be done to um, you know just continue to bring prestige to that lineage. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I need to talk about uh, the Impact Title, and yeah. I need to talk about um, the. Um, the NWA title in recent, yeah. in recent years. Also, here's this. There's another belt mm-hmm. that claims lineage to, uh, and we'll talk about this too, mm-hmm. uh, to back all the way to 1905. Okay. ECW. Okay, give us a brief... Uh Give us a brief explanation of that one. When Shane Douglas mm-hmm. won basically the NWA championship mm-hmm. and the, the, the Eastern um, Championship Wrestling belt mm-hmm. and said, screw this, um, and then picked up the, mm-hmm. the ECW championships and I'm the ECW champion, mm-hmm. that created a splinter. Uh-huh lineage where the ECW title shared a history <laughs> with the 1905 championship held mm-hmm. by George Hackenschmidt. Okay. Frank Gotch. <laughs> Luthez. Taz. <laughs> Rob Van Dam. Oh, my God. Um, Vince McMahon held that belt. <laughs> Um, Ezekiel Jackson. Mm-hmm. You even know who that is? No, I don't know who that is. See, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last guy to hold the ECW title when it was in that uh, terrible WWE version. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um. Also, mm-hmm. um, talking about belts that have uh that are world championships. Interesting tidbit here. The the uh, NXT title was briefly recognized as a world championship. As its own world championship. 
Yep. So so okay. So was it? Did it share lineage with anything, or was it just a brand new? It belt? was its own belt. Okay. okay. But it has its own lineage. Right. Right. You no. Know? Actually, the NXT belt has one of the best lineages around. Okay. Uh, with some of the people that sell that belt. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Lance, did you did you have any questions for me before we uh, close this podcast? I think I asked everything during the show. All right, I think, I, I think we'll leave everything to the next uh, to the next episode. Sounds so, good so to I me. Guess then we'll wrap it up there. Sounds good. All right, so uh, that was Glenn Ritchie. This is Lance Vaughn, uh, and this was our first episode of Ring Chronicles. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. <laughs>